This is Divine Marriage, the podcast where we study what the healthiest, most successful couples in this world think and do. And we use this knowledge to help you stop enduring your marriage and start enjoying it. Okay, so lately in our blog posts, a lot of the comments I've seen this recurring theme of what do I do though if my spouse, if I feel like my spouse isn't contributing or if they're going through a really tough time and I feel like I'm kind of pulling the weight in my family and our life together, how can I approach that? What should I do? And there's really not a simple answer. Um, And I think there's a sliding scale of how much your spouse is supporting or not. They might just be going through a difficult time at work. They might be suffering from a chronic illness or some depression or something where you just feel like they're not showing up the way they used to and feeling some resentment, some resentment towards that. And for the me, the first place I go to is, okay, what is the meaning I put on marriage itself? Like, what is the purpose of marriage? Exactly. Is it a place where all of my needs are supposed to get met, where we're, we're supposed to be pulling weight 50-50? Are we keeping points here over who does what? Is that the purpose of marriage? Is that the institution of marriage? No, that's a very harmful view of marriage. I like the idea that marriage is an institution that pressures our growth. It also pressures us to grow in ways that cultivate our ultimate happiness and joy. Like it's a good type of growth. It can be painful at times, but that is what marriage is. I love that. I love that so much. In the 1960s, there was a guy named Aaron Beck, a psychotherapist. He developed a theory called cognitive. It's called cognitive theory, but it basically says what Jules just said, that the meaning that you give an experience is going to determine your feelings, not the experience yourself. Yeah. So... That thought has really shaped all of modern psychology. And as you stop focusing on your spouse quite as much, you know, because there's actually a billion different things that could be going on in their head and turn it around, look in the mirror, say, okay, what is the meaning that I am giving this experience? That's actually the first thing that you can do to start to feel in control. Yeah. And I think underlying this theme, a lot of people, when they're going through this, they think that there's something wrong in their marriage. Like somehow their marriage is broken or breaking. And I want to challenge that. And I want to say, you know what? Marriage is kind of tough at times. And maybe this is exactly the part where we grow. This is just the hard part of marriage right now that you're in. And This is a growing process for you. Nothing's broken. Nothing's gone wrong. It's just challenging and allow for that challenge. I love that. Now, one of the things we want to dive into, you know, there are a few myths that we bring into marriage that we kind of think about marriage and something that you've got to understand when you're coming into your relationship with your spouse. The first thing that you really want to understand is that you're not responsible for your spouse's happiness. Mm-hmm. And that can feel kind of weird when you think about marriage and the commitment that you took on. But really, what are you responsible for? You're responsible to be there for them. You're responsible to love them. But how they feel, they own that. And you can't take that away from them. Yeah, early in our marriage, um, I was dealing with overcoming an eating disorder. And so there were times I was moody. And Justin would try to take that on and try to, you know, come to me and cheer me up. And it had nothing to do with him. And it honestly, looking back on it, it was kind of patronizing. I'm like, you know what? I'm a full grown adult. 
I am entitled to my own emotions. I need to sort through this. I need to process this. This, what I want from you is just to listen and maybe hold my hand. But it's, this isn't something you can fix. It's not something I want you to fix for me. It's something that I need to fix on my own because you guys are both full grown adults. So don't patronize each other by taking on a responsibility for something that's not yours to own. And that I think is the lesson that just about everybody has to learn in their first few years of marriage, if not the first year of marriage. That was definitely the lesson I had to learn in the first year of our marriage was that I'm not responsible for my spouse's happiness which actually freed me up more to be there for Jules in ways that were unique and inviting. Why? Because not because I was trying to force her to feel a certain way or to act a certain way, but because I loved her and because I wanted to do nice things for her. I wasn't buying flowers because I wanted you to act a different way. Um, I was doing it just because I appreciated and loved you and that your spouse can tell the difference. Yeah, we, we are really good at um, that body language and mind mapping our spouse. We know each other really well. So if you are trying to get your spouse out of a mood on purpose because it's bothering you, they're going to be able to tell that. And so it really does have to come from a genuine place of love and holding space for one another. And it goes the same for getting them out of a certain mood or even getting them into the mood. <laughs> you know, they can tell when Whoa. they're being manipulated. Well, we're not going there, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the there's, second thing, well, there's an analogy that I really like yeah. that I heard once about everybody is in their own movie and they're the star of their movie and everyone else is the supporting cast. So I just, I like that analogy because when it comes to your spouse, they are the star of their movie and you're the supporting cast and you're the star of your movie and they're your supporting cast. So don't jump in their movie and take on the star role. They own that star role. You're there to support them. I love that. And that goes perfectly into our next statement, which is you don't need to solve their problems. I see so many times with husbands coming home from work and they just want to unload all their problems onto their spouse and their wife will get into, you know, fix it mode or vice versa. It goes both ways. When the best thing that you can do as a supporting member of your spouse's TV show where they are the hero is let them go through the journey, let them solve their own problems, maybe ask the right questions, ask, how can I be there for you? How can I support you in this? Because in this area of life, you know, you are the hero and I want to support you the best I can. Yeah, I kind of want to dissect that for a moment. If you imagine your spouse coming home after a hard day of work and they start talking about how hard it is, if you're feeling irritated by that, why? Why does it irritate you that they had a hard day? Why does it irritate you, if it does, that they're telling you about it? Because if you find it irritating, chances are you're making it mean something about you. Great, now I have to step up and solve this for them. You don't. If you take that responsibility off your shoulders, when they come home from work and they're talking about something and trying to solve a problem with you, you're not gonna feel irritated because you're not taking on that added pressure of responsibility yourself. You're just sitting there with them. And that doesn't have to be irritating. So I, if the key to not making that conversation irritating for yourself or taking on their emotions, if it's anxiety or frustration, whatever they're going through, is to know this isn't mine, this is theirs. 
but I can sit with them. I can listen to them. I can validate that experience for them because that's all you need to do. Exactly. Um, calling out our, our audience, calling out myself a little bit as well. What you have to understand, what I have to understand is that the feeling of irritation, where does that come from? I'm not irritated because my spouse, because Jules is saying the same problem over and over again, right? I'm like, that's not the irritating whoa, thing. Well, wait, I say the same problem over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all do. Um, and in psychology, they talk about that, how 90% of your thoughts are on repeat day after day after day, and about 80% of them can be slanted to the negative. So a lot of times when you're talking to your spouse, you know, you kind of are saying the same problems over and over again. But here's the point. The irritation that you feel doesn't come from the words that your spouse is saying. The irritation that you feel, like Jules said, comes from the meaning that you give it. And it also comes because you know, deep down, that you don't have the right tools to turn this into the way that you want it to go. You might not have the right emotional tools to help you feel the way that you want to feel about the situation. You might not have the right language tools to help your spouse. And that's irritating. Yeah. And so going to a coach, going to a therapist, being able to learn some of these tools to be more resourceful in your communications with your spouse is critical. Step number three is that you deserve a support network. Sometimes in our marriage, we can throw everything we're going through onto our spouse. And maybe we do kind of hopefully, like secretly hope that they fix it for us, right? But that's not fair to put all of our problems onto them. It's good to share and be open and communicative and be honest in our relationships, but build a support network. If you need therapy, find a good therapist. Or if you need some more social time, like go make some friends, go out on a walk, allow yourself that opportunity to call people, connect to people, because we are social people. And we do val get validation by you know reaching out and connecting to people, but don't make your spouse that one all person because that's a really heavy load. Right, I highly recommend going to a therapist or a life coach as well because they not only have your back and believe the best in you, but they also have the right tools to ask you the right questions. Um, like Jules said, a lot of times you are going to be saying the same problems over and over and over again, and that can be overwhelming. Your spouse wants to come along with you for the journey as you've got a career or whatever it is or whatever part of your life that you're struggling with. Um, but they also have things that they're worried about and if they're hearing your worries plus their worries, it can build up quite a bit. So having a friend in your pocket, someone that brings the best out of you, is critical. You want to hold space for each other as well. This is maybe my favorite principle. A lot of times in our relationships, when there's something going on that feels frustrating, we might look at the other person and say, what's wrong with them? Like there's something wrong with them. We blame them for this experience we're having. Or we might do the opposite and like, oh, if I was only a better person, I'd be able to handle this differently. And we kind of shame ourselves. We call this the blame shame trap. But the reality of it is it's not your fault. It's not their fault completely, right? You're both having your own unique experience and both of those experiences are valid. 
Exactly. I love this concept of holding space for each other. Sometimes it's holding space for myself also is acknowledging my physiology and being able to take a step back and sing, you know, I was a little irritable with the kids. I was irritable with my spouse. What's going on? Well, I haven't slept a lot lately. You know, I haven't been exercising. My body needs to be taken care of and vice versa. Noticing that in my spouse when she's being irritable or struggling with certain things and to take a step back and realize, you know what, maybe there's more going on that meets the eye. And by giving her space to go through her experience and actually feel her feelings, it's exactly what she needs to be able to overcome it as the hero of her own journey. Just a specific example of this might be when my husband gets sick, I might feel a lot of blame like, how dare you get sick? <laughs> now I have a lot more responsibility on taking care of the kids and managing the household and everything that's going on at home because you need to rest and be in bed. Or I might feel a lot of shame, like, ah, oh, he's sick and I should be making him homemade chicken noodle soup and helping him feel better. And instead I'm just complaining about my responsibilities and I feel really bad about myself. I'm stuck in that blame shame trap. Like, how dare he? oh, I'm such a terrible person, which just layers on a lot more negative emotion to this experience that I'm having that is already a little bit hard. I don't want my spouse to be sick. I do feel bad for him. So it can be true that it's hard for him to be sick because he's got to be in bed. He's got to rest. He's got to miss work. He's getting a little behind and that's hard for him. And equally true is now I have a little more responsibility if he's sick and I'm the one that's picking up the kids and dropping them to soccer and managing all of the errands and the household stuff. Both of these things can be true at the same time. I can hold space for him that he's going through something difficult, which allows me to have some compassion for him. And I can be true that it's hard for me too when he's sick because I am taking up a little more responsibility. I can have compassion for myself too. It's not his fault. It's not my fault. It's just a tricky situation. And I can hold space for both of us to be going through our own difficult experience. Now, your life is a beautiful mess. And half the time, it's a little messy, complicated, has some hard feelings. Half the time, it's wonderful and has wonderful feelings. Your marriage is the same way. And the more you can hold space for those hard times and hold space for the good times, the more that you give yourself grace. Yeah, absolutely. And in positive psychology, when it comes to having a growth mindset, everything in psychology is pointing towards those positive emotions being more powerful motivators for change in your life, for change in your marriage, for change in all of the things that you actually want to have and achieve and see in your future. And so as you're going through this, as you're having these tough feelings, open yourself, give space for yourself, give space for your spouse and just remember that you've got this. Coaching changed our marriage, and we've seen it help others heal past trauma and reconnect with their spouse. But is it right for you? Try it out today at divinemarriage.mailchimpsites.com.